Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Verse 46. Thank you, Lord. I sent your anointing. This is what the word would say today. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho, he being Jesus with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus, watch this, stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabboni, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. But watch this. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus on the road. Since we're about to take a vacation together and we're about to do this road trip, I want to preach prophetically this morning because God has something he wants you to know that it's time for you to get on the road again. I don't think you heard what I just said. Some of you stood in this room in January and shout and danced and planned and praised and worshiped, but now you are standing in June and June looks nothing like what you thought it would be. But God said, it's time to get on the road again. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for what I sense. Help me do it. Help me say what you said to say in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. You can be seated. And as you're seated, just look over to your neighbor and say, get on the road again. Yeah. As a preacher who has a prophetic edge, it is nearly impossible to, for me to talk to you about next without addressing now. Every good person that moves prophetically doesn't start in the future. They start in the present. That's why in our GPS, if you have one on your phone or if you have one in your car, the GPS, before it can tell you about what's next, it needs you to enter in where you are today. So before I can get into the prophetic aspects of this message for your life from God, it's important today that I remind you of a few things that you need to know before you go forward. Anybody ready for some reminders? The first thing I want to remind you of in this room, no matter where you're living, that if you are stepping into the word of theology or the nature of God, is for you to be reminded this morning that God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. I said God is sovereign. He's above all things and he's in all things and by him all things were made. God is a sovereign God. And because God is sovereign, God is in control. Y'all way too quiet. I said, because God is sovereign today, 
that means God is in control. I, I don't know about you, but I needed to hear that because when I turn on the news or I pick up my phone, it seems like the world around me is falling apart. But for those of us who are in Christ... We can take a look at a world that seems to be falling apart and still know that God is in. That no matter what it looks like or sounds like or even feels like in my life or around my life, God is in control. That's why some of you in this room need to, need to, re, need to reinvest in your own theology for just a moment and come back to the reminder that God is truly in control. You need to sleep at night and lay down and rest well at night. Not, not because you know what's going to happen, but because you know God is in control. See, when you know that God is in control, you can go through some stuff and the stuff not get in you. Y'all way too quiet. Uh, you can get hit with some stuff and the stuff not affect you. Uh, when you know God is in control, the doctor can hand you the report uh, and tell you what the disease is about to do. And you can stand there with a smile on your face and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him because God is in control. Uh, your kids can act crazy, call you all kinds of names, say that they'll never want to be around you again, tell you that they ain't never going to come to church again. And you can smile, go into your prayer closet, and have faith and confidence because God is in control. I wonder at the onset of this message uh, if there's anybody who can frustrate the devil for just a moment and give God some praise uh, to let him know that you know he's Oh, that's for every sick person in the room. That's for every tired person in the room. That's for every frustrated person in the room who says, God, it's been crazy. But even though it's crazy, I know, I know you're in control. Take that devil. Take that demons. Take that every whisper from the, from the pit of hell. God is still in control. See, when you know God is in control, then you know that it might not seem good or feel good, but if you are in God, by the end, it will be good. See, that's what you have to remind your situation and your circumstance as a child of God. That every single day of my life, uh, it may not be good, sound good, but it's about to turn for my good. Because I serve the kind of God who works all things together for my good. Just look at somebody say, it's going to be good. Yeah, prophesy to somebody say, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Your children will get saved. Your body is going to be healed. Your mind's going to be renewed. Your marriage is going to be restored. It's about to get good. Can I just prophesy over somebody and tell you that it's about to get good in your life? Uh, it's about to get good. And the only reason it can get good is because God is in control. Can I go deeper? I wanted to remind you that God is in control. And if God is in control, that means God has a plan. I wanted to remind you because you can go through some things in life that will try to tell you that there's not a plan anymore. I wish I had some real people in the room who, who, who went through some things and you thought, well, there it goes. All my future, all my dreams, all my things that I, God had put in my heart, it's all gone because of what I did. But the devil is a liar. I wanted to remind you that when God has a plan, no devil can stop it. I wish I had some faith people in the room. Eh? When, 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 uh, when God has a plan, no man can hold it back. 
when God has a plan, your boss can't hold it back. And people in your neighborhood and the gossipers and the haters, uh, they can't hold it back. Because when God gets ready to bless you according to his plan, he doesn't consult anybody. He doesn't walk down the road saying, can I bless them today? Can I bless? No, no, no. When God makes up his mind, he will bless you anyhow and bless you anyway. And I want to tell somebody in the room, get ready, because there's a blessing around the corner with with your name on it there is something God is about to do that's going to shock the people in your life all your haters are going to have to stand back and watch God bring you to a table and prepare a feast for you in the presence of your enemies God is about to bless somebody because God has a plan I just want to remind you for a moment can I go deeper If God is in control and God has a plan, and by the way, thank you, Holy Ghost. Ah, He told me to tell somebody he still has a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that just jumped up in my spirit. He still has a plan. That's for every person in the room who's got a past. And it's got some mistakes uh, and things haven't always been perfect. That's for the people in the room that got a record and, and some things you did when you were young are still trying to catch up with you. God told me to tell you that he still has a plan despite what you did and what you said. If God has a plan, that means God is intentional. And if God is intentional, here it is, you're not accidental. Do you realize that if God was through with you, you'd already be six feet under? If God was through with you, you'd already be dead, be under the ground somewhere in a casket. But do you realize, oh Lord, I feel the anointing. Do you realize the fact that you are still here with breath in your lungs, living today, responding in this house today, tells me that God is not through with your life and that he still has something intentional for you to do. See, this is what the enemy is using to deceive a whole generation. He is walking them down this path to convince them that they are accidents. And you will question your identity if you think you're accidental. I ain't scared of nobody. I'm going to preach it. I know I'm early in the message, but I'm going to preach it. That's what's wrong with this generation who's being confused and deceived by the enemy. They think they're accidents. And when you think you're accidental, you will conform to any image. But I want to tell that little demon and that little devil that's been running loose trying to convince our young people and our children that they aren't boys and they aren't girls. That they can, I came to tell that devil you are a liar and that God is just about to do something great. And I believe there are some mamas and some daddies in this room who say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to know who we are and whose we are. And a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. There ain't no in between. Adam and Eve, he made them both. I came to tell that devil, get ready. There's a generation rising who knows who they are and they'll carry the power and the glory of God. Devil, get ready. Here comes Gen Z with the glory of God in their hands. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to your generation. It's time for you to rise up and slay your giants. It's time for you to rise with the power of God and the anointing of God on your life. This is your moment. If God be for you, what can be against you? And no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper in Jesus' name. Somebody shout if you know victory belongs to the Lord. I feel a fight coming on me. Why else would he be fighting them that hard? If he didn't know there's some revivalists in this thing and there's some evangelists in this thing and there's some Holy Ghost filled doctors and missionaries in this thing. You are not accidental. God is intentional, in control, has a plan. And is sovereign. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to remind you that you are a person of purpose. That no matter how old you are, what you've been through, what you've walked through, you are a person of purpose. You were made with purpose in mind. When God made you, he gave you more than eyes, more than ears, more than a nose you like or don't like. More than legs. He gave you some stuff that you couldn't see. And he packaged it in your body and sent you to earth at just the right time. Because you are full of purpose. I'm just reminding you that you're a person of purpose. Because if you're a person of purpose, watch this. You're not only God's child. You're destiny's child. No, no, no. See, God should sue Beyonce and them. Because before Beyonce and them had Destiny's Child, God had already settled it in his mind that all of his children would be children of destiny. That he would send us into the earth as a word and that we would not return void. That we were not just God's children, we were Destiny's children. Just look at somebody and say, I'm Destiny's Child. Yeah, I'm destiny's child. I, I got somewhere to be. You do know God has somewhere for you to be. That you're not just living for yourself. Uh, and you're not living for your own luxuries or your own pleasures. God has somewhere for your life to be. That's why we call it a calling. I know you get into the omnipresent God and you think he's with me. And he is. That's how big he is. But if you really want to know where God is standing today, he's not just with you. He's so big that he is standing in your destiny and he is is this too deep for a Sunday morning you know that's where the whisper is coming from uh, that if God is still talking to you he's talking to you from the place you are called to be well Pastor Josh you got scripture for that he says I know the plans that I have for you says the Lord he said there are plans that will bring you to an expected end God said I am already in your destiny standing in here waiting on you to fulfill the purpose of God on your life you are destiny's child and most people will ask me this morning they'll say Pastor Josh all oh, that sounds good I believe it all but how do I get to destiny because some of us will shout over it we'll praise over it we will fall out shake and shiver about it and then get in the car and go, but what is it? <laughs> Come on, tell the truth. So how do you get to destiny from today? Destiny starts in the realm of desire. 
when God gets ready to start your destiny, he does it in the realm of desire. Every person's destiny starts in a place of desire that when God made you, he put this little thing called desire in you. That's why there's certain things you like that they don't. And there's certain things that they like to do that you don't. It's because God made you that way. There are certain fires you run to while everybody else is running away from. And there are certain fires they're running to while you are running away. God will put desire there. And you have to start and understand that if you are going to fulfill destiny, you have to get your desires right. Because as much as God will use desire to initiate destiny, the enemy will play in your desires to destroy your destiny. Everything that is destiny related starts in the realm of desire. I, there was a, a couple years ago I lost 50 pounds. Got to do it again, but I did it once. I'm going to do it again. Come on. <laughs> Got to do it again, but we're going we're, we're gonna to do it. Amen. Uh, but, but here's what I know. I had the desire, and my desires determined everything else about my life. See, there are certain things that if you want them, you are going to watch this, not have to alter your desire, you're going to have to align your desire. Where most of us mess up in the realm of desire is we try to alter them. But alter is a ter- A-L-T-E-R, is a, is a word of, watch this, it is a vernacular or vocabulary of conflict. Altercation. That's why you feel so much tension. Oh, come on. You are trying to alter your desires. God never calls you to alter them. He calls you to align them. And then where you're weak, the Holy Spirit is strong and makes up the difference. Come on, I'm teaching for just a moment. And if you get your desire right, watch this, desires affect decisions. You have never made a decision that wasn't based on a desire. Ooh, I can see it working. Every decision you've made to go to the gym or not. To eat that or not, to go there or not, to date them or not, to marry them or not, to to take that job or not, is all based upon desire. Desires still affect decisions, and decisions affect direction. I said every decision affects direction. And that's for every person in the room who wants to blame everything on the devil. Some of this crazy theology has a devil around every corner. We got people more scared of demons than we are using authority. And by the way, how can I be in Christ and a devil be in me? Say loud. I'm going to let that settle. But there are some of us that blame the devil for everything. Well, why haven't I gotten that business up and running? Well, Pastor Josh, that, that demon of laziness has been on me this week. Oh, it's that spirit of nap-taking comes on me about every day at 1.30, and I just can't seem to get moving. Oh, the devil, he's been attacking me, Pastor John. No, you lazy. (laughs) 
Some things aren't a devil. Some things are a bad decision. And sowing and reaping is still a kingdom principle. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. Y'all ain't saying nothing, but I'm going to preach it anyway. What am I trying to tell you? That where you are today is the sum of your desires and your decisions. And if you don't like it, change it. I could set the microphone down right here and just let it be what it is. Because here's what I know. When the desires are right, the decisions are right. When the decisions are right, the direction is right. And if you head in the right direction long enough, it will take you to destiny. And everything I just preached in my introduction (laughs) works as long as life is perfect. The formula works as long as nothing goes wrong. But how many know that if you live life long enough and you live life right, there are things that will hit you along the way that will pull the rug right from out from underneath your feet. See, I got some saints that understand that, that you can have one day where you're rejoicing and shouting and wake up the next morning and look on your doorstep and all hell be breaking loose. And you say, how in the world did I go to bed with that kind of joy and wake up with this kind of defeat? If you live life long enough, you will get hit. Let me say it like this. If you live life right, you will get hit. Why is it in the church all we want to preach is blessing when some of our doctrine and some of our blessing centers around our suffering? You want scripture? I'll give you scripture. For these light afflictions are working. Come on, y'all. An exceeding weight of glory in your life. Sometimes you wouldn't even be able to get blessed and God didn't allow some suffering. Everything works in that equation if life is perfect but you can get hit with some stuff ladies and gentlemen that's my text he said Bartimaeus is a man of purpose and destiny how do you know that because he's Bartimaeus Bar in the Hebrew, B-A-R, literally means son of Timaeus. He had such a pedigree that we didn't even have to know him we had to know who his daddy is can I just stop right here and remind you that you not, you're not who you are because of you. You're not that blessed because of you. Come on, y'all. You're not that powerful because of you. You're not that anointed because of you. You're not that favored because of you. The only reason you got half of what you got is not because of who you are, but it's because of how awesome your daddy is. It's the fact that your daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. It's the fact that your daddy has all power in his hands. We were a kid and we used to say he's got the whole world in his hands. That's the kind of God you serve, that the earth is his footstool and the heavens are his domain. Your daddy is the daddy of all daddies. But he is barred Timaeus. He is the son of Timaeus. He has pedigree, a future, inheritance, and a plan. But somewhere along the way, hear me by the Holy Ghost, he got hit with something he didn't have a reference for, and it put him on the sidelines. Because it's possible to get hit so hard and so quick that before you know it, You're not even in the game anymore. The Bible would have told us if he was was blind from birth. 
But the Bible is clear. This blindness came on him somewhere in his life. Somewhere along the way, he got hit with something, and he didn't have an answer. And before he knows it, the man with pedigree, come on, hear me. The man with pedigree and the man with purpose is sitting on the side of the road begging. My friends, hear me. You will get hit. But how you respond to getting hit determines how long you stay down after you've been hit. Y'all ain't saying nothing. See, some of y'all don't understand. The only reason you are still down is because you are allowing yourself to be down. Some of you have forgot some scriptures. uh, Like the righteous man uh, may fall seven times, uh, but every time he hits hit... uh, He gets back up again and keeps on moving. I came to tell somebody in the room that's been hit with something this week, uh, last month, last year. It's not time for you to stay down. It's time for you to get back up uh, and keep on moving and keep going forward, says the Lord. Oh, if I've got some people ready to get up out of where you are, you ought to give God some praise to let him know I'm getting up. I'm getting up. That's the devil's worst nightmare is when a child of God, he knocks him down and they look him in the eye and say, devil, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm getting up out of this thing in my marriage. I'm getting up out of this thing in my body. I'm getting up out of this thing with my business. I'm about to get up. Look at your neighbor and say, get up. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you what's about to happen? God is about to turn your limp into a run. He's about to take those limping places and those struggling places, those hurting places. I feel like preaching now. He's about to take the places in you that had you knocked down. He's about to strengthen your legs. And before you know it, by the end of today, you're going to go from limping to running in your destiny if you believe it somebody take 10 seconds and give God a praise in the room you better praise him to let that devil know I'm up I'm up I'm awake I'm out I'm strengthened not by might or by power but by the spirit of the living God I'm up yeah yeah Yes, 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 I feel strength coming to somebody. I feel faith coming to somebody. Get up. Yeah, Yeah, I'm getting up out of anxiety. I'm getting up out of depression. I'm getting up out of fear. Not because I feel like it, but because greater is he. That is in me. Did he that is in the world, watch out devil, I'm getting my bearings. I'm about to get up, and when I get up, you're going to rule the day you ever mess with me and my family, my body, I'm about to get. How you respond to getting hit determines how fast you get out. Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, got hit with blindness. Watch it, let me finish this. And before he knows it, he is on the side of the road. Not in his father's house. Not in the company of inheritance. 
He is sitting in a place he is never supposed to be. Doing what he was never supposed to do. All because the enemy saw an opportunity when Bartimaeus detached himself from destiny and didn't respond the right way, the enemy said, I'll get him. How did the enemy get him? On three dimensions. Number one, he got him to believe the lie. Whenever you make a departure from destiny, the enemy will always whisper and try to elevate your issue over your identity. Even in the text, before we find out he's Bartimaeus, the word that precedes it is he's blind. The enemy will work awfully hard to try to get you to believe that you are what you did. You are what you said. You are your mistake. Bartimaeus, you are blind. Absorb it. Woo. See, 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 somebody can't amen me right there. Because I just awakened you and made you aware that there are parts of the enemy's lie you have absorbed into your own identity. And even though it's been 10 years, even though it was in your childhood, there are still things that you are doing because you believe the lie that your issue is your identity. He made him believe the lie. Let me tell you this. You are not in trouble when they label you. You are only in trouble when you believe the label they label you with. Back in school, they used to have this little phrase. They say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Can I bring that back in 2023 and tell you that every time the enemy tells you a lie about you, every time they post something that ain't true about you, bring that little phrase back out and say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Why? Because the only words I'm leaning on in 2023 is the word of the Lord. Because the truth is, before they had an opinion, God had a plan for your life. Before they said what they said, God had already said some things so you are not what you did and you are not what you said you are not what other people did to you you are still only what God has already proclaimed and declared I wish I had some people that would say I'm coming out of the lie and I am believing he got him to believe watch this and then he moved him into the second dimension you are blind Barnabas therefore since I've gotten you to believe the lie build the system because that's what we do when we are believing the lie. It's we start to build systems in our life around a lowered expectation. Because there's no way being blind that God could ever do through me what he said he was going to do. So now I will reduce my expectation. Am I helping anybody? I'll drop my expectation and build a system. Well, how does he build a system? The first thing he does is he takes on the beggar's coat. Because what you wore told people who you were. So I am assuming the identity that I believe and now I am wearing my lie. And if I have, watch this, if I have the coat, I need the cup. See, because that's what the enemy does. He'll say, since you're that, you need this. Ooh, I'm, I, the devil hates me today. 
he hates me today because that's how some of you treat it. Since I don't have value, I'll date him. Since they told me I wasn't smart, I'll take that job. And we have accessorized the lie with a lesser expectation. And before we know it, we have built a system that makes us, watch this, behave how we believe. Because the third dimension of the attack, the attack is, I got you to believe it. I got you to build a system around it. And now you have to behave how you believe. See, I always know what you really believe by how you behave. I always know what you really think about God by how you worship. See, some of y'all make jokes about some of the people up front worshiping who are losing their mind, dancing and shouting. But see, you don't know what they've been through. And so don't judge my breakthrough if you don't know my been through. And there are some people in this room that have come into a fresh revelation of God. And so when they're down here shouting and running and spinning and hollering and hucking and bucking, they're not doing it to get your approval. They're doing it because they have stepped into a fresh revelation of God. And because they think of God in a new way, they can't praise the old way. Because they see God in a fresh way, they're not going to give him glory in an old way. Oh, it's hidden now. It's hidden. See, some of you in this room ought to just praise God different to tell God, show me something new. Show me something fresh. Why don't you take 30 seconds right here? I feel the glory of the Lord and give God a crazy praise to let him know I'm ready for something fresh. I'm ready for something new. See, you're going to behave how you believe. You're going to praise how you believe. You're going to shout by how you believe. Tell him right now, this is what I believe. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. My healer, my deliverer. Hey! Yeah! Yeah, I'll give you 10 more seconds. I'll give you 10 more seconds to behave, to behave differently, to behave as you start believing new, behave it. Ooh, I feel the devils in this room trying to run. I feel hell getting nervous. Somebody is coming up to another level. Now let everything that has breath uh, praise the Lord. One, two, three, shout in the room. I'm behaving like my body's going to be healed. I'm behaving like my kids are coming back. Uh, I'm behaving like my marriage is being restored. Watch me behave what I believe. Be seated. Let me finish. Hey, God, there ought to be some Sundays. Pastor John don't even have to come out. There ought to be some Sundays the band don't even have to play. Why? Because we will enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, his courts with fresh praise and fresh worship. Where is that church? He got him to behave like a blind man. Timaeus, the son of Timaeus, destiny, inheritance, is now going, alms, alms, 
By the way, can I be, all begging is, is exchange of value. Undoubtedly, somebody would have given him what they thought he was worth. He would have picked up the coin, said, I guess I'm worth that much. Do you see how if you're not careful, you can go from getting all of it from God, your father, to receiving the value and worth from people you don't even know? And I know some of you have a nice house and a nice car, but you are just like Bartimaeus begging. Will somebody give me validation? Love for the poor. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Care for the poor. Attention for the poor. Let me let that be. And before he knows it, he's on the side of the road behaving in a way that is contrary to who he really is. And when I read it, I was confused, Natasha, because the lie was, you're blind forever. They called him blind Bartimaeus, and the blind man is sitting, begging. He's blind, not lame. Y'all got to hear me today. He's blind. But what is it about the enemy? He will convince you that if this is wrong, everything's wrong. If that's bad, all of you must be bad. At any time, the blind man could have gotten up and walked out, but he was convinced. And if I leave the story here, all it is is tragedy of another stolen identity. He's not on the road. He is on the side of the road, on the way to purpose, begging. That was until somebody burst out of the Jericho gates and said, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Everybody who can hear me, he's on the way. Well, who's on the way? Jesus is on the way. See, every once in a while, God will use a preacher. Come on, y'all. To come down the runway of your life uh, and start to declare and shout some things to every stuck and paralyzed and every blind person. And this is the simple message that we bring every Sunday. I know it's got different titles uh, and it's got different scripture, but it's the same message. Here comes Jesus. Uh, here comes Jesus. Uh, here comes Jesus. Uh, as I get ready to wind this message, God told me to tell you, here comes Jesus. Uh, here comes Jesus. I don't even know who it's for. I don't even know what you're going through but God told me to tell you here he comes here he comes here he comes here he comes and when he comes power comes when he comes healing comes when he comes glory comes here comes Jesus I said here comes Jesus here comes Jesus to your body Jesus to your mind Jesus to your children Jesus to your business here he comes here he comes here he comes here he comes here comes Jesus shout if you know Jesus is on the way and so and so Bartimaeus has a decision to make either I sit there in my blindness and I sit there in my decision 
or I maximize my opportunity. Either I sit here quiet and begging or I use the same energy that I've been complaining with, crying with, angry with, and I open up my mouth and say, I'm not going to miss my moment. I'm not going to miss my hour of visitation. Jesus, 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 thou son of David, have mercy on me. I don't know where you are. I don't know how you're working, but somebody told me you were passing by, and since you're passing by, Jesus, I dare somebody to take about 10 seconds, open up your mouth and shout, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Don't you miss your moment. Don't you miss your hour of visitation. Here he comes. Don't you miss Jesus. See, if you're going to get a miracle like this, you got to know that desperation knows no decency. If you want a miracle like this, you can't care about what people say about you or what they think about you. When you know he's passing by, you got to open up your mouth and say, Gee, yeah, yeah, Jesus, 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 Jesus is coming. Jesus, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I've got to have you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. See, you got to learn to max. What about I hear you, sister. You got to learn how to maximize the moment when his presence is near you. You got to learn to take it by the horns when he gets close by you. And don't you let religion tell you to shh. I feel like running. I feel like shouting and dancing. I need a breakthrough. Jesus. Go ahead. Take 30 seconds and get a breakthrough in this room and shout Jesus. If you've got to jump, jump. If you've got to dance, dance. You've got to shout, shout. Somebody. You got 20 seconds. He's coming by. He's passing by. He's passing by. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Shout for your children. Shout for your house. Shout for your blessing. Shout for your church. Shout Jesus. And religion, listen, listen, and religion did what religion does. And they said, shh, it don't take all that. See, you know you're religious if all that shouting and dancing and praising just got you a little frustrated. Bartimaeus, Stop being so loud. Stop being so passionate. And Bartimaeus says, if you would know 
How long I've been sitting here. How long I've been begging. How long I've been blind. You wouldn't be shushing me. You'd be joining me. And the Bible says that all of a sudden, because of a desperate blind man who refused to be quiet, the Bible says that the walking Jesus stood still. See, that's the goal. Everybody wants a move of God. But sometimes it's not about him moving. Sometimes it's about where he's staying still. And he stood still and turned his face towards Bartimaeus. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's all you really need is for him to turn his attention your direction. Because if he ever turns your way, sickness and cancer dries up. If he ever turns your way, come on, y'all, something breaks through and changes. If he ever turns your direction, you will never be the same when Jesus stands So, and this is what I came to preach to because Jesus is saying yes Bartimaeus is saying yes but Bartimaeus has a choice to make either I stay in my system or I come out of the system See, every person in this room has a system that you can't get great things from God until you learn how to lead. The coat, the Bible says, Bartimaeus. If it means I got to leave people behind. If it means I got to leave my comfort behind. Don't leave me. Don't move away. It may take me a minute. But I'm coming your direction, Jesus. See, sometimes you don't have to just do it by faith. You have to do it blind. Not knowing what the next thing's gonna be. Not knowing where the next step's gonna take you. But if he is calling, then he is worth the journey. He would not call me. Come on, y'all. He would not call me and let me fail now. He wouldn't call me and let me fall now. Jesus. That's why in 2023, you got to have some godly people around you that when you make tough decisions, they're there when you stumble to pick you up. I don't have time this year for people going to tear me down and put me back on the roadside. i got to have some people in my life who build me up and help me get to where I'm called to be. And before... finish the text I could see Bartimaeus saying hold on I know I'm getting to it 
But let me thank my coat for just a minute. See, Pastor Josh, thank your coat. I thought it was the system. You do realize that if it had not been for that, some of you would have died in your dysfunction. God didn't like it, but he permitted it. So to every old system in my life, thank you for what you did in a season that should have killed me. You weren't good for me. And the truth is, now I've got to leave you. For what he has prepared next, I can't stay with you. I'll think about you. There'll be nights you come in my memory, but I can't be with you no more. Because he is calling me. I'm giving you permission. Hear me. Stand to your feet, everybody. I'm giving you permission today to leave the system. God told me that some of you stood here in January and shouted and danced and ran. You sowed the greatest seed and you are standing here in June and your June looks nothing like your January. And you are about to quit and you are about to believe the lie and behave the lie and build the system. But God sent this preacher to tell you that he still says, come to me. All ye who are burdened and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my coat upon you. Learn of me. Watch this. The text says he called. And Jesus says, what do you want? This is not the season for you to be dishonest about where, what you really want from God. Don't miss this. This is not the season for you to pretend in front of the Lord. He said, would you restore my sight? And the Bible says, he redeemed it and he restored it. Can I tell you what God's about to do? He's about to redeem the time. And he's about to restore the vision. And I almost walked away from the text and said, that'll preach. Lord, thank you. That's a prophetic word for your people. And God said, you missed it. You missed it. Because the end of the text says, Jesus said, go your way. I'm going to heal you. You go your way. Whatever way you want to go, you'll, be, you'll go that way healed. Don't miss it, y'all. But the text says, throw up the last verse. 52. 52. Yeah. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received us. Watch this. And followed Jesus on the road. Hear me. God sent me today to tell you that I know life hits you. I know you've been walking through some stuff. I know it almost destroyed your identity and his plan and his purpose for your life. I know the enemy almost won. 
Jesus is here to fix it all. To heal every hurting place in your heart. To make you whole. Watch this. And he's going to every once in a while look back. And I know it gives him great joy to see of all the ways you could have gone. That you are back on the road. Again. And God told me to tell you that there are people in this room that feel like that you've lost it all. You feel like you'll never get it back. Your joy, your peace, your happiness, your favor of God. You'll never get the anointing. You'll never get the dream, the destiny. But the Lord sent me here in June to tell you it's time to get on the road again. Slip up your hands to heaven. I don't know who I'm talking to in this room today. But like Bartimaeus, there is a journey to take to where Jesus is. I know you're hurting today. And I know everything in you says, stay right where you are. But I felt like there's a faith moment that's supposed to happen in this room today. God is going to ask every hurting person, every weary person, every hit person. He's going to ask you to take a step of faith and come his direction and here's the promise if you draw nigh to me I will draw nigh to you so you're in this room today yeah God is more than able <laughs> if you're in this room today you say Pastor Josh that's my life that's my last few weeks I just need to know that I can get back on the road again. I need his help today. This might be the most simple altar call, but I'm talking to every hurting person, every weary person, every person filled with pain or torment because of what you're facing. I hear him calling your name. On the count of three, if I'm talking to you, just get out of your seat and meet me at this altar. One, thank you, Lord. Two, yeah. Three, I'm talking to you. Come, 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 come. To the hurting, to the wounded, to the confused to the people that need to make a decision, to the people in the room that say, God, I don't know what to do or where to go. For the person in this room that just got hit with something you didn't see coming, to the person in this room that the enemy's been whispering that it's over, that it's finished, I came to tell you, today is your day. Keep coming. Yeah, Calvary, I bet if you keep clapping, they'll keep coming. Today's your day. I know it didn't go like you thought it was gonna go. I know it didn't turn out how you thought it was gonna turn out. But God knows how to make all things new. He's not done. He's not done with me. Yeah. Come on, lift your hands. Prophesy. We're, we're about to let you go. Come on, while your hands are lifted all across the room, proclaim it. You're not done with me. Come on, tell him. Even in your blindness, even in your pain, tell him. I've been persuaded. There's so much more to the story. You're not done with me. Oh, I feel the faith in the room. Come on, a little bit louder. You're not done with me. Yeah. 
team get ready. We're going to lay our hands on some people. The back half of this year is going to be greater. There's so much more to the story. There's more to your story. Come on. Let's prophesy in the room. You ready, prayer team? You ready, prayer team? Lay your hands on some people. Go ahead. Pastors, pastors, snap, lay your hands. There's more to the story. Come on, from the left to the right, to the balcony. Somebody say, you're not done with me. for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.